I'm Isaiah Franklin, West Side of Chicago. And what brings you to the Hyde Park Jazz? I come every year. I love jazz. Are you from the area? Uh, yes, I'm from all over Chicago, West Side, South Side, wherever. And what would you say is one of your earliest memories of jazz in Chicago? I guess I was uh, 18 years old listening to Chuck Berry and Elvis Presley and all of those people, and I went to uh, Wright Junior College uh, on the north side, and one of the first things I found out was that they had a jazz club at Wright Junior College, and I was invited to a party, and although I was listening to nothing but rock and roll, this is before Motown and all of that stuff, somebody had a record of John Coltrane at that party, and it was basically a non-people of color uh, situation and uh, and I was surprised to hear this music that I had never heard before I was so taken with it until I immediately went and found out who it was and went and bought a copy of that record the very next day and I've been in love with jazz ever since and that was about 1962 well I'm a very old person <laughs> I've been to a thousand jazz concerts, and uh, uh, I like the traditional jazz as opposed to new age jazz or smooth jazz. I don't care for it very much. I'm a hardcore jazz person. How do you think that jazz has affected Chicago? Well, uh, being as old as I am, um, that's a curious question because um, if you go back into the 60s, 70s, 80s, when jazz was really, 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 really big, and there was a plethora of jazz spots around the city, and when I and I really mean maybe a hundred or more, and like all of those places are gone now, and there used to be jazz during the week at all, most bars. You know, I'm a musician myself. I play horn, and I used to make a little piece of money at it, and uh, you didn't have to be very good at all to make money because there were so many opportunities to work. Well, that's different now with the advent of different other genres of music and young people who don't want to listen. They want to feel good and dance and all of that. That does not lend itself toward jazz. Do you think that it's important for young people maybe to understand that, that part of jazz? And, and if so, how, how do you think you could get that's curious also. Of course it's important, but that's not an argument you're going to win with young people. Young people like what they like, and they're not really interested in cultural things or nostalgic things or historical things that black people uh, migrated from at all out of my travels. Uh, my children grew up listening to me play jazz, and uh, they never really cared for it, <laughs> and now they're grown and gone. But, but, but they have been influenced by the hip-hop uh, generation as well so it, it's, it's a hard nut to crack and I don't think it's being cracked very successfully in most areas. So then what would your hope be for the future of this music? I would hope that um, uh, there would be more young people of consciousness uh, who carry weight. Uh, the people who are in the entertainment industry or uh, the sports industry or the uh, various industries would, would push it more because it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's an art that's being lost and, and that's terrible. It's an art that's really disappearing. Some of these young people over there, when I say young in this sense, I'm talking about people 
say between 30 and 40, which is young now. That's not young, uh, big picture wise, but those are the people. Uh, and unless, you know, I mean, if you if you got a LeBron James or a D-Wade plugging jazz or something, that might get the attention of a lot of people. Well, let me listen to this, you know. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Any other thoughts or stories you'd like to share with us about the High Park Festival tonight? Oh, well, I was a DJ for a lot of years, and... I remember at one point I had about uh, 5,000 or so records. I don't know if you know what a record is. <laughs> I'm sure I've got gym shoes older than you. <laughs> but uh, probably about 3,000 of those 5,000 were jazz LPs. Well, I was in the military for a lot of years, and I was in Panama and Guantanamo and places where you could buy them real cheap. And I would just buy them 10, 20 at a time and send them home. I've probably got, what, what have I got, maybe a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred. But over the years, they migrated to cassette players and to reel-to-reels, and now I've got many uh, computers, and each of them have a few thousand things each. So the rest of them I gave away or sold. I only kept the ones. I still got four active turntables. <laughs> you know what a turntable is? I do, you know they're making a I've heard that. I wonder. I'm curious about that. I own I own three Stanton 680 Triple E's, which was the finest cartridge ever made. You can hear shit out of that cartridge that you would never hear it through anything else. Is that still the best way to listen to music? Well, that's where the way music was intended to be heard. The CD format has evolved tremendously since its inception. It was not very good at first, and a lot of purists like myself, uh, they rejected CDs because it was a very sterile sound. I couldn't stand it at first. Now it's much better with, with the age of digitally remastering stuff. It, it, it's much, much better. That's the way music was intended to be heard. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my, my former wife's uncle, his name was Yurid Abner. Yurid Abner was the guy who succeeded Barry Gordy as president of Motown. And we used to go toe-to-toe -to -toe all the time about uh, the engineering of music. And uh, a lot of information that I got came from a lot of people. For instance, I own one of the first uh, Ampex 800s, which was how Barry Gordy mixed all of the, the Motown music from 1959 through about 1970 and I owned that machine and I was able to mix a lot of things and uh, get a lot of success that way. Well, thank you. I mean, if there's anything else you want to share, do the high I hope it continues because I would be lost. My, you know, I've been programming computer systems all my life, uh, making money in IT things until this very day. But my heart has always been in music and jazz, as my good friend here will, will attest to. Uh, a day without jazz to me is not a very nice day. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. No problem.